You're listening to Seattle Real Estate Podcast. All right, everybody, welcome back to the Seattle Real Estate Podcast. Because we do have real estate in the name of the podcast, we're actually we're actually going to try and cover some real estate. This is my deep dive that I do every month. If you want to know my opinion on what's going on in the Pacific Northwest real estate market, kind of an aggregate overall, what I do is I do a deep dive. I do a complete podcast. I read the statistics that the Northwest Multiple Listing Service issues every month. This is kind of my big deep dive on what's going on. And we also shoot uh, in a couple of days, we'll be shooting the market in a minute, which is everything you need to know about the Puget Sound real estate market in one minute. We do that as well. And that is kind of me breaking down what I'm reading here into basically four paragraphs that I can cover in one minute. Thing you're about to see here is let's just talk about everything going on based on what the MLS is telling us is happening in real estate. Sometimes I agree. Oftentimes I don't because I think you know, it's real estate, we got to have things look good, we got to have things look, you know, respectable for both buyers and sellers. Sometimes they're not, we talk about those too. Before we jump on in, if you're new here, my name is Sean Reynolds. I own a couple of real estate companies. But normally, I read the news that you want to hear. All right, let's get going. Enough of the chit chat. Finally, some good news for home buyers? Question mark? Uh, no, I, I, no, I, I don't think so. Sizable increases in new listings compared to a year ago and reports of moderating prices might mean we're seeing some relief for buyers. We're not, suggested John Dealey, a board member at Northwest Multiple Listing Service. From my end, uh, we're seeing uh, things, you know, stuff coming through on the appraisal end has just been crazy. Had an email from one of my appraisers this morning. Hey, I've got probably four appraisals I'm working on right now going to be coming in low on at least three, if not four of them. That means pending sales price versus the appraised value, appraised value going to be less because people are escalating things way over list price to the point where there is no data to support them. In commenting on the latest statistics from Northwest MLS summarizing April data, Dealey said the market remains hot while emphasizing active listings numbers do not always reflect actual overall activity. So what you've got is you've got a whole bunch of properties coming on the market relative to the statistics. And yet you've got so, so much buy, built up buyer demand out there. It's just str outstripping whatever comes on the market. It's just you know, market just absorbs it. It's hungry. It wants, you know, it wants the fuel and it just takes it and goes whoop, and just just absorbs it the minute it comes on the market, something sold like that. All right, with a market like ours and the velocity of new listings moving to pending status, that's that is correct. It's going so quick from active to pending. Active listing data tend to get more attention, said uh, stated Dealey, Vice President of Operations at Cobble Banker Bain. Northwest MLS figures, which cover 26 counties, illustrate that point. At month end, April's active listing stood at 5,616. Yet during the month, member brokers added 12,043 new listings of homes and condos. So you can kind of see what's going on there. We're adding a ton. Yes. Oh, there's there's more inventory coming on the market. Oh, it 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 all got sold. All of it. Every damn one got sold. What's going on? We don't we have less now than last month on the market. Oh, but you know what? Let's let's just talk about all the new inventory coming on cuz that sounds better. It makes it more reasonable. Let's level this market out a little. 
There was a jump of more than 57% active listings from the same month a year ago when the pandemic shutdown began. All right. So any of the stats that we read right now, we're May, I'm reading on this on May the 7th, May the 4th be with you. Always a funny one. Um, none of the stats year over year right now make any sense. None. Just toss them. Just willy-nilly, throw them out the window, not relevant. Because a year ago, we were dealing with the initial impact of the Rona. So March 15th, here in, in uh, Pacific Northwest, governor basically shut down the state, right? So March 15th through April 15th, bloodbath, not good, nothing really going on. Um, and it wasn't until probably May 15th, that things started to kind of, we kind of started to get our footing on, okay, moving forward, this is where we're going to be. We had several weeks of, uh, you are an essential business, you are not an essential business, you can go to the office, you can't, you need to work, you can't. You know, we had that going on. We were just trying to figure out, but hey, I thought it was just 15 days to flatten the curve. What happened to that? Well, yeah, we closed your industry down. You're just going to have to suck it up and deal with it. But don't worry, we'll get you some Fed money down the road. So that is literally, you know, year over year, you look back, there's there's nothing, there's no, there's no real stats here. It's just like, oh, yeah, it's been a crazy long year. That's bottom line, right? Okay, so there was a jump of more than 57% from the same month a year ago when the pandemic shutdown began. Compared to March, the volume of new listings rose 14%. And even compared to two years ago, April 2019, new listings were up about 3%. But the demand that is out there because of the where our interest rates sit and people want their residential housing is outstripping anything that comes on the market. April's month-end inventory of 5,616 listings was a year-over-year drop of 45%. A year ago, there were 10,282 active listings. So we have half the listings on the market right now than we did a year ago. And going into the pandemic, our market was smoking hot. So that's the deal. That's the dealio. But you got to put a headline out there and you've got to uh you got to come up with something that seems reasonable and you know reasonableness here is brokers detect good news for home buyers citing gains in listings and moderating prices well wish that was true but you know if it bleeds it leads and we kind of want to see some moderation right now cuz the real estate market is so hot it is so crazy that we can't keep saying that cuz nobody will believe us that's the bottom line right and yet that is literally what's going on. Pending sales continue to surge, keeping inventory depleted. Brokers reported 10,583 pending sales during April, up nearly 47% from a year ago. There's that demand I keep talking about. Don't care how many you put on. What do you got left at the end of the month? Are the shelves bare? Again, yes, they are, right? So up nearly 47% from a year ago when they logged 7,207 mutually accepted offers. Last month's pending sales dipped slightly 2.58% from March. You've got a market that is so strong right now that it's just ridiculous. All A lot of these numbers are like, okay, yeah, that's, you know, you've gone from on fire to on fire whatever. Two other industry experts, John Lennox Scott and Matthew Gardner also commented on the significant gains in new listings. At long last, May is here. Historically, we see a nice uptick in new listings every May. 
This increased availability and selection will be present throughout the summer, suggested Scott, chairman and CEO of John O. Scott Real Estate. He tempted he tempered his prediction by noting that there is a large backlog of prospective home buyers, a situation he says will keep the market in a state of instant response for each new resale listing. Okay, so we've got an increased availability and selection that will be present throughout the summer. And yet then we're kind of double speaking it, but, but wait a minute, that, you know, backlog of that buyer demand means that there's markets in a state of instant response, meaning anything that comes in the market basically just gets sold willy nilly, boom, done off. So you don't really have this expanded inventory for summer. That's the bottom line, right? That's what we're saying here. Okay. Uh, Matthew Gardner, chief economist at Windermere Real Estate, noted 16 of the 26 counties in the report had at least a 20% increase in active listings at the end of April compared to March, saying there's finally some good news for buyers. I would say no, there's not, because this market is so hot that the buyers out there are absolutely freaking out that it's so competitive. That's what I'm hearing, boots on the ground. I'm not an economist, but I am a, I own a real estate company, real estate sales company. We sell real estate and I own a real estate appraisal company. We appraise those properties. So I've got it kind of coming and going and um, I'm not seeing anything that is uh, good news for buyers out there. That's what I'm seeing. That's my opinion. That's just my opinion, though. Why listen to me? I'm just a... Oh, wait a minute. I am a real estate guy. This is something that I can talk about relevant. MLS figures show active listings increased by 1,463 properties, up 35.2%. He also pointed out that the rise in inventory had a softening effect on the average listing price. I think some of that is happening because we have had such a rapid ascent of prices that at some point in time, you just, I mean, it's just one of those momentum things. You run out of momentum, whether it's because interest rates have bumped up a little bit, or people are just freaked out that the market's going so hard and they're like, well, we can't go on forever. Let's let's not be too aggressive. Um, but that's kind of what we're dealing with. We're dealing with a market that sellers are like, I can ask that much for my home? Are you kidding me? I was just hoping to get that. Well, if we get a multiple offer situation, you'll probably be here. And sellers are like, uh, what? Because these numbers are so crazy. So Matthew Gardner calculated a drop of 5.1% between March and April. April. It's too early to suggest this trend will continue, but it's encouraging to see and hopefully the beginning of a shift back towards a more balanced market. I would love nothing more but I don't think we're there yet. I think you're going to see a couple more months of just some insane statistics. That's my prediction. But again, I'm not an economist. Even with some improvement in listings, the MLS report shows only nine counties have more than one month's supply of inventory. Let's think that through. Nine counties out of what, 26 uh, have more than one month's supply of inventory, more than four weeks of inventory. Four to six months is considered normal and balanced. We have a fraction of that, and it gets worse, not better. Area-wide, there is only 0.64 months of inventory, just over a couple of weeks. That is sold out in real estate terms. With even less supply, 0.57 months in the four-county Puget Sound region. Many analysts consider a balanced market to be in the four to six-month range. Okay, so in um, King, Snohomish, Pierce, Kitsap, I think it is, in those, those are 
King is where I am. That's kind of the major major counties here in the area. 0.57 months of supply. That's all you need to know. If you had a month supply, that would be an increase in the number of active listings in our marketplace. That would be a stat that would tell me, okay, we've got a correcting market here. We've got a market going a little bit the other way. But here's our our, our inventory is still radically short of anything close to being balanced. We're, we're not there at all. So that's why I think you, I mean, you've still got, you've still got low interest rates. Yeah. They bumped up a little bit. Those are going to hover around here. Um, and you've got a lot of people looking to buy stuff, get in the market. I can't tell you how many buyers we have on the buyer side that are like, yeah, we want to buy something, but man, we're on our 10th offer and this isn't going well. Maybe it's their fifth offer. I don't know. But it's tough. You got buyer fatigue out there. And at some point in time, that's going to factor into the marketplace pretty heavy too. The time between coming on the market and going off the market is the shortest I've seen in the last 40 years, stated Dick Beeson. He's a managing broker at REMAX Northwest, Tacoma, Gig Harbor. The housing bubble more than a dozen years ago didn't look like this. There was inventory. Agreed. There were choices for buyers. Agreed. Now they comb the internet daily, hoping they'll get the chance to compete with other battle-weary buyers for the one new listing that appears in their price range near where they really want to live, he remarked, adding he does not expect the situation to get better soon. All right. So there's a guy who's been doing this a long time. I agree with him. Agreed. Dick? Agreed. With supplies depleted, Prices continue to climb. Brokers reported 8,791 closed sales of single-family homes and condos during April, nearly 50% higher than the year-ago total of 5,000. I hate reading these numbers because you're just like, I don't care about the numbers. Just tell us what they mean. All right, maybe I'll do that. So nearly 50% higher than a year ago. Year-over-year prices on closed sales surged 25%. You got prices just, you know, when you put a squeeze on supply, guess what's going to happen? Yeah, prices are going to go up. Same thing with the rental market. That's a going on right now. Nearly every county had double-digit gains. Double-digit gains year-over-year. Prices on single-family homes rose about 26.5%. Well, condo prices increased by a more modest 12%. Uh, only 12%? Still double double digits? Still, uh, you're just a mere modest 12%. Okay, 26.5%. And this is year over year. That's nuts. That's all I'm going to say. As long as housing supply remains constrained and interest rates remain low, we could see these price trends continuing well into the summer. That's what you're going to see. Not may that is what's going to happen and this is by james young director of the washington center for real estate research at the university of washington he expects continued price increases along the i-5 and i-90 corridors and noted peripheral areas are continuing to outperform as people seek value in a low interest rate environment all right what they're doing is they are going okay i no longer need to work I no longer need to commute five days a week into downtown or into a suburban, you know, employment center. Uh, so I can live a little further out, get a better house. And that is putting pressure on kind of all of the peripheral suburban markets. And those markets are going bonkers, bonkers, because that's where you can get a real house. Close in? Yeah, just don't even try. You're just going to have to, unless you've got a fat checkbook, it's not going to happen. 
right? It's just not going to happen. And so you've got this pressure on on these neighborhoods that have good housing stock, meaning maybe a little bit newer, nice big homes, three, four bedroom homes in a decent neighborhood. That is what has been on wild. It's that's, that's been just been on fire as well. Because people are like, okay, if I only have to commute into the office two days a week, I can suck it up and do that. Knowing that traffic isn't going to be absolutely beat down horrible. I can do that a couple of days a week. And yet I've got I've got good friends, one of my good friends that go to a lot of shows with, known him since high school, and he's taller than me. So that at concerts, you always want to go to a concert with a friend who is taller than you, because when you're six one, you're gonna block everybody behind you. You know what I mean? But for this guy standing next to you that's even taller, that's the guy you want to go to the shore to the show. And so two friends that I go with, one is six foot eight and one is six foot four. Golden, I look short. Hey, blame this guy for not being able to see the stage. It's not me. It, it, it's, it's this joker. Man, you're too tall. You, they shouldn't allow you in. You're a no-go. Um, but my good friend, Mike, that I go with, who's 6'4", he's like, he's pumped to go back to the office. He's, he's pumped. He, he wants to go back. And I can't blame him. He works in South Lake Union, um, big tech company. And... Um, you know, working from home from a, for a year, that's not where everybody wants to be. So I think there's a lot of people that are like, yeah, I want to go back to the office. I want to go have lunch. I want to go see some people. I want to be able to go to my desk, sit at my desk, work at my desk, put my time in, and then go home and kick back in my family room and watch TV and not have not not walked, you know, 10 feet from my den into my family room, because everybody's sick and tired of looking at their same environments, they want to go back to the office. That's where I see a lot of people going. And, um, you know, with that being said, people are going to be working a few days a week at the office or however that goes, but you can still afford to make that commute and get that bigger house. And that's what everybody has been doing. And that's why there's been pressure on these um, these other markets other than just straight downtown. Downtown's kind of been, um, people have been looking to get away from that for all kinds of reasons that I've explained. Um, that's just where we're at, right? Inventory in Kitsap County has not expanded at anticipated rates, according to Leach. Builders are perplexed with new regulations, increasing costs of construction materials, and increased bureaucratic overlays, he stated. We've had a shortage of new construction since the Great Recession. We just have. Builders haven't been able to build enough inventory. People keep saying, oh, there's going to be new homes on the market. Not enough. The volume of new listings, including single-family homes and condos in Kitsap County, increased 47.4% from a year ago. But don't worry about those stats because we had the Rona. The, the initial stages of the Rona shutdown were happening then. So all this stuff that I'm reading, just let it go over your head, kind of like I do. Just whoosh, what was that? Ah, that was some stats we don't have to pay attention to. And nearly 17% volume uh, increase in volume of new listings from March. But total active inventory was down 47% from a year ago. That's all you need to know. Down, inventory down, buyer demand still there, interest rates still low. Resulting in about two weeks of supply, Leach, Leach estimates 80% of sales in Kitsap County exceeded listed values. I don't know of too many transactions we've had that we that have been less. I really don't. Um, with many buyers making the buying decision from a virtual tour. Well, yeah, you can, you can go through homes though now. You, you can. You can get your broker to take you through. 
you can have an open house. Um, although I don't really recommend those. Those are, I think it's, we're still just a bad idea. Just if you can go through with your broker, just go through one-on-one. Don't, don't go through an open house. I mean, why? And it's just, the whole thing's kind of silly. Um, and, and you know me, I'll go into an airport. I'll go to a show. I'll go wherever. I'll go to a restaurant. I'll travel to Hawaii. I'll tra- travel to Arizona. I'm not afraid of it. I'm just saying, if don't be in a house filled with, <laughs> inside with a bunch of other people yet if you don't need to. You know, there's no, no reason. So year-over-year prices rose 22.7%. There you go. That's a big number. The median price on last month's sales at 485,000, significantly lower than King County, where it was $750,000 is our median price. Now you might say, well, that's not that much compared to California. Well, compared to King County, which is where the stat I'm reading it from, those are getting us some some pretty pretty tall numbers. That's a big number. Intense competition is causing buyers and sellers to consider shortening offer review dates. According to Dean Rubin, owner at Village Homes and Properties, sellers with offer review dates within five to seven days of the listing date are receiving strong offers on day one or day two of listing. I've talked about this a bunch. It is a, it's like a, make me move. It's a, we're going to make you an offer that hopefully is so good that you're going to take it, even though you've got an offer review date out five or seven days from now. Hey, will you take this offer? This is pretty good. This is a good one. You don't want to miss out. They're just trying to get them, get the seller to react to their offer because they know that their offer, once they, their offer is one of maybe 10 when, you know, in the next six, seven days, they might, they're going to have less of a chance of you know, getting it. I have seen that strategy work. You bet. Hey, we don't have a lot of activity on this house, but we've got this one offer. Well, if your seller is content with it, I know we've got five days to roll the dice here and see what else comes in. But if your seller is happy with it, take that bad boy to the to the bank and run. Just run. Get that transaction closed. We've had that happen. So, you know, it is a strategy that does work. Some sellers are considering offers with no contingencies and aggressive prices. Sellers are always going to consider offers with no contingencies and aggressive prices because it's better for the sellers. So sellers, I think, you know, they're, they're doing the best they can to analyze these transactions too. The difficult thing is, is some of these offers, they're all so similar that you're like, ah, take your best guess, take your best guess and take one of these offers and let's hope it's the right one. Although bidding wars are common, Dealey said some brokers are reporting things may be starting to moderate relative to pricing. Brokers tell us some sellers who have been pushing the envelope on their home prices are now experiencing longer list times. Instead of six days, it's now seven. Now I'm joking on that, but you know, may, we're about at that time point in the marketplace where if you are too aggressively priced, yeah, you're going to you're going to have some troubles. Um because I think people are like, "Whoa, we've been in this explosion period of pricing for so long. Don't know how long this can kind of keep going." Uh is this too high? Yeah, this does seem like it's too high. So we're getting into that time period, right? With things starting to return to normal, the off the chart activity placing sellers in the driver's seat may be moderating. I'd be okay with that. I'd be totally okay with that. Whatever it is that we need to do to get back to a more normal market, I am okay with. This is a free market. This is a, you know, 
demand and supply thing with real estate. We just had way too much demand and not enough supply. And that's it's been imbalanced now for literally years. Northwest MLS Director Mike Larson, managing broker of the Herald Allen team at Compass, agreed in part, the real estate market was the cornerstone of the U.S. economy during the darkest days of the pandemic, and things are not changing as we return to normalcy. It's still very tough for buyers. Yep, it is. Larson said the value used to be what the comparable property sold for. Now it's whatever the buyer is willing to pay, which is almost always more than the list price. Although inventory remains a challenge, he believes there may be hope on the horizon as we head into the prime time months for sellers. We're always talking about hope. I don't see that as a reality. I see that as a pipe dream, but I'm going to let you have your dream because, you know, we're reasonable here on the Seattle Real Estate Podcast. I just don't think that's, I don't think it's reality that um, anytime in 2021, we're going to have that much more available inventory for buyers. I think it just gets stripped out. Um, and what is completely true here is that almost invariably, we are over list price. And there are a fair number of appraisals coming in low because we just can't support the value. The market has gone up so quickly and price expectations and you know what the buyers are willing to pay is so beyond what we can support. And then buyers are like, well, there were 17 offers. Why isn't it worth that? Well, because there's no data to support it. That's the bottom line. And that's when buyers are like, Oh, huh. Well, we really want the house. So can we still buy it? With enough money, you can buy anything. The latest Northwest multiple listing report indicates condominiums may be an option for some house hunters. And that has been a thing. Less demand for condo housing because they're smaller. They're in more, you know, tighter spaces. They're in urban areas a lot of the times that haven't been open. But that's going to be an option moving forward. And I've talked about that a ton. If you want to get a good deal on something right now, buy a studio or a one bedroom or even a small two bedroom that up until this point has been a no go. A check of the MLS database shows 1,127 current condo listings with prices on these offerings ranging from 70 grand for 75 grand for a listing on a golf course in Adams County to 13.5 million for a penthouse on First Hill in Seattle. That seems excessive, 13 and a half for a condo. But then again, it's probably a rock star penthouse, right? I mean, it's probably pretty cool. Condo supply remains tied at 0.88 months, down 27% from a year ago, with prices up 12% area-wide. In King County, where whose nearly three-fourths of current inventory is situated, year-over-year price increases about, I don't even know what I just said there. It probably didn't make any sense. Let's forget about it. It's interesting to note a continued decline in King County's condominium inventory, down from nearly 1.6 of supply in January perhaps marking a return to the urban markets with increased vaccinations. Here is that rebound effect you are going to see and you're going to see it hard. And people are going to be like, I thought nobody was living in downtown forever. I thought we were all working from home forever. No, no, that's that's not reality. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, you're going back to the office. Well, maybe that condo in downtown is a good idea, huh? Yeah, maybe. You do you. All right. The MLS report for April shows pending sales of condos for the map areas encompassing Seattle spiked nearly 184% from a year ago. From 135 units 
to 383. That demand is coming. It's here. It's happening. CoreLogic research shows condos are increasingly popular with millennials with 47% of all condo mortgage applications submitted by millennials in 2019. All right. I'd say that's way over half now. And I just had this talk with my social media guy, Darian. Um, hey, condo. It's what millennials are doing. It's what you guys can afford. You don't want to live way out in the sticks because you're not ready to have those kids yet. Get that condo and get that equity building. Go do your condo thing. Research by the National Association of Home Builders, the NAHB, indicates improving perceptions about the availability of homes among some buyers, especially among millennials. The largest share of home buyers in its latest housing trends report uh, the NHAB reported the share of millennial buyers who expect housing availability ease up in the months ahead rose decisively between the first quarters of 2020 and 2021 from 26% to 42%. Okay, so we're seeing a perception that, okay, we might be able to get a house. And I think a lot of that is just millennials are like, okay, we haven't had a chance they're kind of rethinking their strategy. They're like, all right, as time goes on, maybe I can put aside some more money. I'm going to get married. I'm going to, we're going to have, you know, twice the firepower here. Maybe we want to have kids. Let's not do that. Let's just do the dog in the condo in downtown. Let's just do, do that for now. We're going to ease into this responsibility thing. Let's not rush anything. Um, and they're going to get that condo. You're going to see a lot of that. And then they're going to go out to the burbs, get that house, get just the American dream, right? Don't forget to subscribe to our channel and hit the notification bell so you'll know when our next video is out.